And listen, if everything worked perfect uh, every time, uh, you know, that would be wonderful. Mm -hmm. But you need to fail. And yeah. until you find that right groove for you as an individual, whatever your brand is going to be or how you're branding yourself, you may start branding it yourself a certain way you think it you should go. Sure. And you find you're not getting the views, you're not getting the responses, you're not getting the sales. Then you know what? Try another direction. The whole thing is just to keep moving forward. You're going to find that niche. But if you just give up and quit right off the first time it doesn't work, then obviously you're not going to be successful. Sales, marketing, automotive. Jason Harris has done it all. This is the After Hours with Jason podcast. After Hours with Jason podcast is sponsored by DDS Beer Club. Beer specifically crafted for hardworking sales professionals. Find out more at ddsbeerclub.ca. Hey, Podcast Nation, it's Jason Harris here with Digital Dealership Solutions. Hey, thanks for joining me on another episode of After Hours with Jay. Tonight, I have my buddy, Lori Goldman here. Lori Goldman has been in the business for some time, and he's done an amazing job of developing out a personal brand at the salesperson level, and that's what we're going to chat about tonight. Uh, Lori, uh, why don't you say hi to the Podcast Nation? Hey, Podcast Nation. Uh, sorry, Podcast Nation. Uh, I'm happy to be here this evening with Jay. So um, we always start off every one of these. It's just kind of an origin story. Let's give a little background how you started in the industry and you know where you're at today. Uh, yes, it started for me in the car industry in 2006. Uh, um, basically caused by a sad event uh, with the passing of uh, my father, believe it or not, is how I got in the car business. Uh, yes, uh, my father had passed away and I didn't have a vehicle at the time and he was buried in a cemetery a little ways away and, and I had no way of getting there. And a good friend of mine who sold cars for a living, which I didn't understand much about, said, why don't you sell cars and you'll get a demo? Didn't know what it was and once he told me what a demo was, I said, I'll have some of that. and. Uh, that's how I got in the car business, so I could actually get a demo and go visit my dad at the cemetery. But uh, it turned out to be a whole lot more than that. It became a career and it became a lifestyle. So the demo? The demo was what attracted you to the business. The demo was everything, Jay. Absolutely. That's actually pretty cool. <laughs> I, it, it was a free car until I found out about the tax department. <laughs> so, yeah, there you go. There you go. Well, you know, Lori, um, uh, we've known each other for a while, and um, I've been watching your content. You've been watching my content for a while. For a while. And what really kind of, I for me, puts you kind of ahead of the pack is your ability to create that self-brand. And that brand that you've created, either knowingly or unknowingly, you've done an amazing job of of doing that but that's helped and followed with you over the over your career for some time so how did you kind of get started in kind of creating that brand and getting involved in the social media uh, first of all I want to say thank you very much for the great compliments Jay I do appreciate <laughs> that um, it's uh, for me it, it came naturally like you yeah. said uh, it, to me if you ask me I'm, I'm completely oblivious to how it happens or how it did happen uh, and how it continues to happen actually but <laughs> Um, it's, I just love dealing with people. And to me, this is a people business. It's not a car business. It's the car just seems to get in the way, but in, in a good way, it gets in the way. Um, I've made so many great friends uh, that have lasted over the years. Uh, and it makes me feel good when I can help some people uh, with something that I know they're very scared about purchasing because it's a big purchase for everyone. And they, Give me this trust and I hold this trust very dearly because I understand what it means and how important it is to them. And uh, from that point forward, um, they trust me. 
they like me and they know uh, one thing for sure is they can always count on me because um, I am always out for their best interest. And I think that is the only way uh, that you will be successful. And see, what I hear when you're saying that is that there's Lori Goldman, the brand, and you use the word trust multiple times through that. So I think it's safe to say that Lori Goldman, the brand, has a lot to do with trust and how your customers trust you and how you earn their trust. Is that safe to say? That's very safe uh, to say. Um, it's uh, getting back to my father, uh, my late father, um, and, the, and the demo situation. Uh, I'm a replica of my late father in the sense of being a people person. He, he was a salesman, but he was loved by his customers. I would travel with him as a little kid, and his customers loved him. I, I thought we had family all over, the, all over the city when he would go <laughs> visit them. And uh, as I got older, I realized they were customers, but they were like family. And I, I got this wonderful, um, I'll call it a gift, mm -hmm. from my father. And, uh, and I, hope, I hope I'm using it to the best of my ability. But it's, it's really a trust thing. And trust is, a, is huge. Trust is everything. Sure. Not just in the car business. Trust is huge in everything. People's relationships. Trust is everything. And once that's broken, um, it's next to impossible to get it back. So my thinking is... Don't ever break it. And the consumer, see, it, the, the consumer sees value, all right? And the value is not necessarily just in the product, all right, but in the experience, all right? And the experience is defined by what I call branding cornerstones. And your branding cornerstone is trust. There are still a lot of consumers out there that are looking for that type of experience. And there's value in them receiving that type of experience. So um, let's talk about how when you meet a customer for the first time and kind of work that process, your, I know your goal and objective is one of two part. Well, you have the intent to serve, but the intent to create that trust. How can a salesperson do that today? Um, it's, I think it has to be right from the get-go. Mm -hmm. this, uh, this trust, um, you know, has to be earned. Yes. Uh, I, and it's like anything else. Uh, and I'm the same way. We're all consumers. Mm -hmm. And you basically, I know when my wife and I go shopping somewhere, and if it's a considerably expensive purchase, not as expensive as a vehicle per se, but um, we are shopping uh, the TV, let's say a large screen TV or whatever it is. What happens is you can actually, uh, you know, shop for the person that you want to buy it from because you could buy that in ten different locations. Yeah, the same thing as a vehicle. Absolutely. I can buy, I can buy a Nissan product or a Hyundai product from twenty plus different dealerships, selling the exact same product. You're absolutely the exact right. same price. Yeah. Really. and it boils down to okay, I know what I want to buy. Yes, but I I don't know yet whom I want to buy it from. Yes, and that's that's where I come in and. Um, introduce myself, build this trust. Um, the talking, the conversation, it's always relaxed. I, I'm not a person that believes in the pressure clothes and, and you know, what can I do today to put you in the car? Uh, I know what it's like to sit in that chair. Prior yep. to 2006, uh, I didn't have a car in 2006, but I had a lot of cars over the years prior to that. You're a consumer, just like all of us, we're all consumers. Absolutely. So, so I treat people how I would like to be treated. And for me, in the last 10, 12, 13 years, it's worked very well. Uh, so much so, even though I've switched brands over the years yep. um, and sold many cars uh, over those years um, from those multiple brands, to this day, and it still makes me feel good, uh, I get calls from customers who became friends, some closer friends than others, but 
they're calling me and asking me questions and they're having a, an issue, even though I'm not working for that company or that brand anymore, I still feel obligated and also want to help them resolve the issue. Because that's what they bought. They didn't just buy the product. They bought your brand, Lori Goldman, the brand. And I think that's where I want to take the direction of this content here is we salespeople today need to understand that you know the story is not price. The price is the price, all right? Consumers spend 60 days online, 18, 20 some odd hours of shopping and research, okay? They're coming in. When I first started in this industry, and maybe similar to how you are, someone would come in and I'd spend three hours. They'd say, I'm looking for a pickup truck. I'd spend three hours identifying the pickup truck that worked for their needs. Customers come in now looking for stock number A7726. All right, it, it's not, they qualify themselves. That meet, greet, and qualify already now happens online. All right, now we're just in, for us now, we just have to not screw it up. There's a reason why we only visit two or just over two dealerships before we make a purchase, because the first guy messed it up. I'm a firm believer that a lot of people say that's not the case, but I think it is. I agree. All right, totally. Because totally what it is is that I'm confident that yeah. I've did, made it down to this specific yeah. product, all right? Now, if the salesperson doesn't, or the dealership doesn't bosh up the entire experience, I got what? Else, what other reason do I have not to make that purchase then? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And you know, and you know this as well as anyone. There's that that great term, and it hap it's happened to many salespeople um, in the car industry and and uh, across the board in, in other uh, major industries, where you've got the sale because of the reasons you mentioned with everything being online and you could pick the color and the stock number and go right in and, mm -hmm. and pretty and build the price and do it all yourself and the whole bit. Uh, but when they come in, when they need to speak to a, a person, a human being, you gotta be careful you don't talk yourself out of a sale that's already been made. Yeah, exactly. You have to create, you have to provide value. All right, the, they've already been sold the story of the product, all right? We just have to sell a couple additional stories. Now, I guess to go back, I'm a firm believer people buy stories, they don't buy products, right? All right, they, they bought into the story and the product was just a byproduct of whatever the story they purchased into, right? We now, as, as salespeople, we need to train. Yeah, that's another thing, training, God, that really gets me upset, you know? How little or lack of training or development we give any car salesman, you know? <laughs> that dealership the other day, brand new guy, um, and, Literally been on the job for three days, so I immediately went over, introduced myself, asked him how his training was going. He just looked at me with a blank face. What training? These are my brochures, and I here are the keys. That was literally the extent of his of his training. You yeah. know, it's like we're not developing out people or giving them direction to do that. You know, um, you you did a phenomenal job of developing our brand that was your success. I think we need to start teaching dealer, dealer, We need to start teaching salespeople to create that brand. Um, I and you're absolutely right. This story is not uncommon. What you just talked about, I've witnessed it. Yeah, you've probably seen it too. I don't understand it. And it's like, yeah, it's like sink or swim. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's not fair to the salesperson. That's also not fair to the dealership. Mm -hmm. And it's not fair to the customer or potential customer coming in the door. You're right. It doesn't take much because you this training, uh, you know, knowledge, experience, uh, whatever you can give your your future salespeople on the floor, um, that is that knowledge is comfort. Mm -hmm. And there is one thing about knowledge that if you don't if you don't have it 
then people will pick up that you're panicking, you're giving wrong information, uh, which is the worst thing you can do. The best thing to say, I'm sorry, I don't know the answer to that. My apologies. Let me check and oh, get gosh, the correct answer for you. I mean, that's one thing. Come on, I, I, I got no problem smacking around a couple of salespeople out there. I mean, don't pretend to be in an industry and not know your product. Exactly. You know, I mean, exactly. come on, we're all professionals. You exactly. want to be called a professional, be the professional, know the product, right? Absolutely. What some advice can you give to uh, maybe new salespeople out there that are just coming on board? And we know the situation. They're getting either just a little or no training or development all what some advice can we give them um the best thing i would recommend and uh and it goes for for anyone either starting at a new dealership or if you haven't done this yet and this is not rocket science it's not uh late breaking news you need to brand yourself mm-hmm. and branding yourself how i mean is with social media nowadays you got facebook and twitter and instagram and there's like a, tons of them out there i don't even know about in linkedin you need this is free advertising for you people this is cost you zero dollars you've got all these friends i know some of them may be in bangladesh or on the other side of the world but there is people you actually know that live within a certain distance of where you work and and you do your business but the problem is if people don't know what you do and where you do it they can't buy from you that you need a starting point because even if they don't need to buy it this time they'll know somebody who will be interested and say i know a guy this is what you need to do let tell your story you need to have a story about yourself that your friends your personal friends your friends on facebook and instagram everywhere you go i don't go anywhere that i don't leave my business card behind i i, I don't do that if people don't know who i am and what i do i'm never going to sell them so I recommend first things first is introduce yourself to the people that you know. No, I, I think uh, yeah, each salesperson needs to identify what their story is, right? Your story kind of came a little natural to you because you got to watch your father and the way that he sold and the way that he engaged with people. Um, he had a brand and he had very, very loyal, loyal followers and just as you do. The text message you just showed me off camera you know, of that, of that, of that person looking for a vehicle, even though you don't necessarily work for Hyundai anymore and you work for Mazda now, you know, they're now even considering taking a look at a Mazda because they know you're at the Mazda dealership. And so it's the your brand in their eyes actually is more powerful and supersedes the manufacturer's brand in itself. It's funny you say that, Jay, because it's so true. But I have to tell you um, how wonderful that makes me feel inside as, as a human being, as a person, that somebody who I didn't know before I sold them that first car now respects me so much that they're willing to follow me and switch brands from what they first thought they wanted to something now they think they want and may want because I sell it and it's funny um, another customer not the one you were just referring to but another one um, when I was with one brand he he bought a car and then when I moved uh, two or three years later um, he switched and he, and he brought that brand that I was selling. And then up until recently, uh, I put him in, I was with Genesis at the time, mm-hmm. uh, Genesis Motors, and um, I put him in a Genesis. And then believe it or not, I switched over to Hyundai and then he traded in for a Hyundai and he saw that I'm eventually moved and I'm starting at, uh, at Mazda as well. And um, he sent me a personal message and said, oh, Laurie, congratulations. He goes, I, I guess I'll be driving a Mazda soon. So <laughs> I know there's some joke in it, but- No, no, but for sure though. See, your brand creates an experience. 
And that's what we collect. That's what we want to buy into. Is we want to buy into that experience. You know, I got a sushi place just down the just down the street that I enjoy going to. Not because it's the best sushi in the world. It's okay. Don't get me wrong, right? But it's a it's a great experience. I get to go in there. I get to order off of a tablet. I get to. I'm very. I like to try new things. So I get to tap on things, find out what they are, which I never would have known what they were in the first place. So I get to be a little adventurous, right? That. But all in all, it does. It creates a brand. Now the cool thing is that your brand has a very defined cornerstone. It's about trust that has value to people so much so that it will it will cross borders it'll cross you from one company to another company another company and on right I, I think what it is is that uh, salespeople need to define what their story is and the funny thing is they probably already have it in them just like you when you came into this all right mm-hmm. you um, having that cornerstone of trust all right was not it was there. You didn't have to create it or already existed, right? But you had an opportunity to define it, mm-hmm. right? And I think by you defining that and telling that story and sharing that story on LinkedIn, that's where, or LinkedIn and other social media places, that's where that started to start to grow. When did you start seeing that kind of grow, especially on the social efforts? Um, it started back in Stouffville in late 2010 or 2011 okay. um, when I really started getting into social media. Okay. And that's when it really started. What was your first platform? What which one were you working? Facebook? Uh, the first one was Facebook. Okay, cool. It was Facebook at first, and uh, amassing a great group of friends and um, and colleagues, and just getting my name out there. I I think my success, um, which you know, when I say success or trust, trust all trust also leads to other things. Hundred percent referrals. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, it's right because what it is, we want to share that experience. We want to share that story with other people, right? Absolutely. So, oh no, it's it's and people you like and people yep. like you know if I bought something somewhere and I liked the guy and he was wonderful or the, or the sales girl well, the one was wonderful, um, I'm gonna recommend if hey oh if you're getting that product, go see so and so because the experience was wonderful and I want you uh, as my friend to experience that as well, mm-hmm. right? So, so being that person, that go-to person for people for trust, at least especially for automobiles, which is your second largest purchase, yep. um, you know, behind your home, um, that's huge. And that's huge for people because they want somebody, they want a car guy. Mm-hmm. They want a car guy, car girl. They want somebody they can trust because that is huge for them. And trust uh, is absolutely everything and uh, I will stick to that uh, to my very last breath. Well look, I mean look, everybody, um, every consumer has a slightly different value proposition, different value in different cornerstones. Uh, For me, for example, any brand that really tells me that they can save me time, (laughs) I'm all in. Because that is a commodity that I have very little of. (laughs) You know, so, um, you know, I'm, Honestly, thinking about buying a Genesis for my next vehicle, and Genesis has done a better job recently in some of their marketing efforts to really identify the time factor of it, right? Correct. They'll come pick up my vehicle to come do the servicing, all right? They will bring the car to me if I want to do the test drive. I can pretty much do the, the entire thing on my time. Right, Correct. not in somebody else's. So, but but that's at the that's a good example. The brand level, but at the dealer at the dealership level, we need to do that. But even next level at that at the salesperson's level, right? Right. Um, everybody's got their own cornerstone. They just kind of have to identify what that cornerstone is, and then they need to eventually tell that story. But I think uh, another part to your success on social media is that, Lori, you're social. <laughs> 
I, I, I say that, I know we're joking a little bit about it, but how much social media out there is really not very social. And there's a lot of sales guys out there that are boshing the crap out of this because every single post is 0% financing, a lot of receipts, huge cash savings. Like, I mean, you know, they're not, they're not really being social in your efforts. So I'm curious on some of your social efforts. How many conversations, you know, yeah. I know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. where are we at? You forgot one. Three days only. Three days. Oh, <laughs> sorry, yeah. Sorry. sorry. Three days three only. Days only. Right. Yeah, that's a good one. We too. need to create urgency. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but um, I, I think when I sit down and I have guests in front of me, customers, mm-hmm. guests, I prefer to call them guests. While they're in front of me, they're, they're guests. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, the car is important, the information, the qualifying, finding out what's important to them. All this is, of course, very important. But... I don't always talk about the car. I'm, there's a lot of stuff to talk about. There's, this is what I do part of my, my discovery process. Not just discovering what their needs are and their wants are in the vehicle, but what their needs and wants and likes just in life and find the commonalities mm-hmm. within myself with them. And it seems like everybody's heard of the Kevin Bacon six degrees of separation. Somewhere there's a connection with everybody sure. through some way. And when you find that commonality, oh, 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 you know so and so. Oh, I know so. We met a while ago. Oh, you bought your, 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 your TV there? Oh, I bought my TV. Oh, Steve, yeah, same guy. You know what I mean? There's always a, a you need a common ground to start this yeah. relationship. And I think this common ground is where the beginning of the trust starts. Yeah. Um, and, and you need to build on it. You need to, as a salesperson, you need to earn it um, constantly. Um, and uh, it, it is appreciated most of the time. Sure. Uh, you know, people have different personalities <laughs> and characteristics and things like that. But overall, um, people just want to make car buying pleasurable, enjoyable, not a battle, not a fight. Well, that's not what they're expecting, right? The, the expectation, and let's let's admit it, okay? Um, for most consumers out there, I would say majority of consumers out there, view the whole car shopping experience right up there with going to the lawyer or visiting my dentist. That is literally about the experience. That's Friday, right? Yeah, well, yeah. yeah we're going to the dentist on Friday. <laughs> that's <laughs> but that's, but that's, that's probably about how enjoyable they think this experience is really going to Here's be. Here's a great analogy. <laughs> Everybody loves having beautiful, bright, white teeth. Nobody wants to go through the process. Exactly. <laughs> Everybody wants a bright, shiny new car. Nobody wants to go through the you process. You got it. Right. You got it. So we try and make that, uh, as the dentist does their part, yep. um, as, as, a, as a good salesperson and a relationship builder, uh, we need to do our part mm-hmm. to have that comfort level for them. And when it's comfortable, it's, it's enjoyable. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's just a fact. It's like people come in and they're on the defensive and, and I don't blame them. That's where you need to earn their trust and, and show them that we're there to help them. We're the experts in that field. Well, you earn the right to have the the real conversation. And I think you do a great job of that socially as well, is that you earn the right to have the real that real conversation. I'm just curious. Um, out of your efforts of posting content, but then actually having real conversations, what percentage of your time would you say you know you spend uh, uh, posting and creating content versus just actually talking and being part of conversations? That's a great 
question. It, I wish I could define it in percentages or time. Mm -hmm. It's actually, it's like what strikes me in the moment. Mm -hmm. um, and on my pages, even on LinkedIn, which is tends to be obviously more professional, it's business. And of course, I always like to also interject some humor. Mm -hmm. It's not always like you said, sell, sell, sell this, you know, you know, act now, flashing lights, you know, blooms, yep. you know, uh, on the cars and all this other. It's add some humor into it. We're, we're all business people, we're, but we're human first. Yep. We're people. Yep. We're individuals. We most of the time like the same things and dislike the same things. And humor is, I think, a universal um, thing that is enjoyable by all. Well, I think that's key, especially a part of your experience when a salesperson, and we're trying to give some advice to the salespeople out there, thinking about creating their experience and their story, is that uh, we do want to evoke an emotion. Um, any opportunity that we get to evoke an emotion, we have a much higher probability of retaining not only the message, but also uh, remembering the experience, right? Um, sometimes that emotion could be laughter, right? That can be, uh, maybe they tug at your heartstrings, or maybe even just piss them off a little bit in, oh. in a professional fun way. Um, but it's our brain literally has that ability, a uh, higher probability to retain that message because it is connected to an actual physical emotion, right? It's, um, it's uh, emotional selling. Right, you know, it's just we, we, we bring the emotion into it, break that down, then we can create, then you have the opportunity in your case to actually create and build out the trust, mm -hmm. all right? Then you can continue to grow on that trust factor. Exactly. Now, um, I'm always kind of curious. I, let's take a look at the over the entire uh, sales process and all the little micro events that go into it, right? So you have you have the test drive, you have you know the or you have the meet and greet, you have the test drive, you have the walk around, you have the payment presentation, you have the delivery, you have the after delivery, you know you have the after sales. All these little micro events um, umbrella or actually encompass the entire overall experience. How does Lori Goldman bring his trust? Yeah, that cornerstone or that foundation of trust kind of into each one of these experiences? Where do you really get to highlight that cornerstone for you? Um, for me, I, I find the best uh, time for me, it's all—it's obviously throughout it uh, yes. in increments, Yes. but uh, the biggest impact is on delivery. Okay. Um, because that is an emotional time for, you know, for myself as sure. well as the, as well as the, as the, as the guest. And um, it's, it's almost kind of like the, uh, it's like, you know, well, it's been so much fun through this whole process and I guess it's goodbye. You know, it's almost like a mini relationship that, sure. you know, kind of it started. Is. It is. Exactly. It is. Yeah. It is. But um, it's going through and showing them all the things that, that they feel important in their car at the time of delivery and just and letting them know that, which they already know, that anytime they need anything, I'm as close as a telephone, a text message, an email, mm -hmm. and um, my my nature, whether it be good or bad, and my wife will attest to that, and my or my OCDness. If a message comes in, I can't let it wait. If I if I'm awake, alive, and breathing, um, and my phone is anywhere within I don't know three meters, uh, it's getting a response within a incredible. Uh, rapid yep. time frame. It's just me, and um, I. It's just it's, and people get to know this of you. And I know they can't expect it all the time because you know, you, hey, you could be somewhere where you just can't get to the phone. Yep. You know, my phone's not waterproof, so I can't take it in the shower. But I, I've heard there's a case now that you can actually. I'm sure, get you for probably it. could would try if there was. I, I'm sure there's always something out there if you really want it. But it's it, that's where my bonding and that's where the connection starts and that's where I'm asking for referrals, which it's they're saying, oh, without a doubt. And and 
it's like when they leave, it, it's almost like, you know, you're going to miss them. And I've got one quick ironic story to that is uh, I remember this as as we talked about it, as uh, I mentioned at, at delivery is, you know, the emotional times where the car is being delivered and you may not see that person who knows how often again or whatever. And you had a good time. Yep. You had a good time through the whole process. And it reminds me of the story of uh, my my lovely and beautiful wife, Carol. Uh, who um, I met when I sold her a car in 2008. <laughs> and I remember that delivery process. And I think there was a hug thinking, um, I'm not gonna, I guess I'm not going to see this woman again. Yeah. And uh, well, lo and behold, uh, it's like now uh, 10 years later <laughs> and eight more cars later, it's it's been a wonderful relationship. Eight That's all cars. I can say. And I look to many, many more. I'll let you figure out of what. <laughs> hey, you know what? I think uh, the king of relationship creating in a car, in a car sales environment, I mean, you, you create a lot of relationships. Um, in a dealership, including your own marriage. Absolutely. So I, I think you're going to be the winner when it comes no, to... thank you. <laughs> yeah, you I've already the, won. You're the gold medal of relationship selling. So. Oh, thank you. Um. <laughs> I, I, I'm honored. I'm flattered. I absolutely have the biggest blessing. I'll tell you, if I never sold another car in my life, I've got the biggest blessing from this business. <laughs> that's but awesome. I enjoy it each and every day, and I look forward to the next. So that's the value in the salespeople, you know, really bring in their brand their experience, their story, all right, into their sales process. Now let's talk about uh, how that actually benefits the dealership mm -hmm. and what sales managers and dealer principals need to do with salespeople that are trying to create a brand. What kind of advice can you kind of give to some of the management out there? Um, it, it does, of course, support, even though we're each individual salespeople that work for the dealership, but the dealership is the one that actually owns the customer base and it is they're the ones paying for the advertising yep. and getting people in the door uh, it's up to us to build that relationship and 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 keep it going because with the sale of the car um that uh, i think you'll probably know the percentages better than i do jay uh, of how uh, what percentage that turns into a fixed operations customer in mm -hmm. the service department i believe People, I don't know if it's ninety some odd percent or more or greater. On the dealership, yeah, uh, tend to want to service their vehicle where they buy it, yep. and 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 it's also a good way to keep in touch with the customers as well. But yep. the 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 management needs to to support um, their sales staff in any way they can, whether it's your sales managers or your um, you know your general sales managers and even. Yep. GMs or dealer principals, um, because it's a process where everybody wins in that situation. It's and all I think that's key. The key here is that everybody wins, right? Absolutely, everybody wins or everybody loses. Yeah. Depending, okay, play right? that out. Tell me, tell me what you well, think of that. Well, if the support isn't given, uh, you know, as a salesperson, you have you know limited power and what you can do yep. in order to make the experience you know great for your guest. The dealership's guest, mm -hmm. um, but you do need uh, management ownership support because, like I said, if if the support's not there, um, it's going to break down. Yeah, it's going to break because as a salesperson, you can put all your heart into it and do all you can within your power. You and create this brand, you create this story, but if the dealership doesn't really let you actually project and share and continue to develop the story and the brand, exactly. Absolutely. So it needs to be a partnership. Mm -hmm. And and that's what um, I'm hoping. Uh, I know some are like that. Um, I guess it depends on the, the managers that are involved in it and understanding um, the little bit of leeway or, cur or 
I'm trying to think of the word that I want to use. Give your give your salespeople, you know, some some ability to give a little gift occasionally, you know, like a fifty dollar well, gift. Find or their own voice. They, they, we need we dealership management needs to not only support their sales staff but also put some money behind and helping their sales staff create and develop out their own voice. Really, I think at the end of the day that we don't have, well, A, I don't think we need to be selling anymore. I think it's just branding. I think we sell through branding. I think that's what it is. Because, you know, going back to that text message, right? Someone's, they're coming to buy from you, not because of the product you're selling, because of the brand and the experience that goes behind that brand. Brand is experience, experience is brand, right? Absolutely. Um, but. I think we have to look at it as like, uh, well, I think every sales team can be looked at as like a good professional sports team, right? All right, you're, you're, you're always going to have your, your quarterback, all right? You're going to have the one player or two players out there that are just, you know, always consistently, you're, you're maybe your 20 to 30 car, you know, dealer, you know, a month kind of a de- uh, salesperson, right? And then you're going to have some that are kind of in between there, but it's that collective effort, right? There's going to be some brands that are going to be a little stronger than others. But you know, if we help develop out those salespeople and their brands, mm-hmm. I don't think it's unheard of to have four or five people that are producing twenty to thirty cars a month. I mean, I've met a lot of, um, and, and, if, and I find them to be usually older gentlemen or older or, or, or older salespeople that have been in the business or been in the dealership for a fair amount of time. All right, and they're the ones that are kind of consistently selling the twenty to thirty. But either knowingly or unknowingly, what it is, they've created a brand. All right, they, just like what you have, they have people that are consistently coming back to them, not necessarily back to the dealership, right? So it's that collection of these individual brands yeah. that will ultimately make up the month-to-month results of a dealership. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. And getting back to what you were saying is like, instead of having one or two of those those people that have this brand and have these that, that, 20... that take years to build those brands. I mean, oh, most absolutely. of these guys have been in the business for yeah. 10, 15, 20, 30 years. That's how long it took them to create these brands. Oh, absolutely. We can fast track the crap out of that now, right? Oh, absolutely. Because the things we have now weren't available. Exactly. Like, you know, we can reach the world now. Like, you can pick up your phone and you can send a message. It'll be in Italy in five seconds. Think about that. Yeah. You can even FaceTime and all this other stuff. But getting back to having more than one or two people being these really great brand people within your dealership, mm-hmm. you could should have five or six. Yep. And I, I think what's happening is that a lot of managers are not giving the support to those people that are your five, six, seven, maybe eight car producers per month, you know, consistent six, seven, eight. And then you've got your 20 and your 25 and 30 people. There's always a pretty big gap. There, there is, but there's a, there's a reason why there's a gap. As a manager, you really need to, instead of saying, well, okay, these people can't sell, they're not interested, uh, they're not doing you know, what we've told them to do or asked them to do, you know, what do we do? But you know what it is, a lot of managers need to sit down and talk and work with and support these people because there could be a reason why they're not doing it. Managers also need to know what the hell a brand is. All right, a lot of them don't even know what the brand is. Okay, right? that is very. I mean, true. that's that's a big part. So I'm assuming. So, so management, yeah, no. So management needs to also educate themselves on how to develop out a personal brand. Look, um, I remember years ago. All right, um, a handful of salespeople that I know that could go from dealership to dealership to dealership. And, 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 you know, I mean, in fact, I actually, I remember a sales guy one time uh, telling me that he got a $15,000 signing bonus to leave one dealership and go work for another dealership, all right? And, and because he consistently could sell 50 plus cars a month 
no matter what. Didn't matter which dealership, didn't matter what was. But the, the times have changed, right? The consumer doesn't visit five plus, five to seven dealerships before they make a purchase, right? They, they don't have that. So, you know, at one point in time, because they visit five to seven dealerships, we had to sell, sell them because we knew that they were going to go bounce to another dealership. Two, two dealerships before they make a purchase has nothing to do with selling. The selling process already happened. The customers have bought, they purchased. In their heads, they've already made the decision to, for that specific product. Now we just have to provide an amazing experience. So we had to train the staff yeah. to create yeah. an experience. Yeah, and, and like you said, and you've mentioned this in your previous uh, you know videos on the drive and stuff, it, it's it's like they can they can go to as many dealerships as they want, whether it's one on 1.8 or two or whatever it is. But the problem is we need to be different. Yes. Okay, you got a Hyundai store, Hyundai store, Toyota, Toyota. When people come into your store, presuming they went to that other store and you're the 0.8 or whatever percentage yeah. it is, this is the opportunity for you to do to do something different that you know where they just came from didn't Yes. as an individual yeah. and also as a store. What are you going to do to make it better for them and different, but different in a great way where they're going to make the decision to buy from you? And hey, if you were the first store, then they're not leaving. They're buying from there. So they're going to buy on that oh, first go. If the experience is great, what else do they need? I mean, they're, they're so well educated. They spend so much time researching and shopping. I mean, you know, I, we, management guys out there, you need to encourage. All right, and help develop out your staff to find their unique branding story or branding proposition, right? Yours is trust. Um, um, me, it's time-saving. That's what I'm, I just love being about. My entire brand is about being time-saving. You know, all the services that we provide, all the marketing services, at the end of the day, anybody can do it, all right? Um, anybody can go open up a Facebook account. Anybody can open up a Google Ad Manager account or a YouTube account, all right? It's the amount of time yep. <laughs> that it takes and dedication and educating yourself and becoming the expert or the go-to person on that, all right? And it, you know, that, that's that's where that opportunity, that's for me, that's where I'm selling. I sell time, that's what I sell, right? You, you sell this experience, this trusting experience. I can go to you knowing I'm not gonna get screwed. Absolutely. You know, that's yeah. for me a very valuable thing, yeah. right? And to most people, absolutely. It, it is. Absolutely. Sales people need to find their their own. Yeah, absolutely. And and if they can't do it on their own, then that's where the managers need to step in. And like, but like you said, the managers need to know. They need to know what to look for, and they need to know how to explain it, where the sales staff will understand it and be able to then implement it. Does that yeah. make sense? No. Um, look, look, we're changing the game. I look. You're on LinkedIn a lot, and I'm on LinkedIn a lot. All right, the sheer amount of trainers. Yes. <laughs> is astronomical. Absolutely. Okay. Um, but I don't hear anybody training the way a consumer, I, there are a handful, don't get me wrong, you think there are a handful out there, but they're training with the with a self-serving nature. You don't operate that way. No. The second you meet someone, you have the intent to serve that individual. Yeah, to the best of my ability. Exactly. Absolutely. And if they're not happy, I'm not happy. As bizarre as it may sound, um, if I know I've gotten them the best deal that they're going to get anywhere, mm -hmm. for whatever reason, if for whatever reason, this is rare, thankfully, <laughs> uh, that they're not happy, I'm not happy. I may have gotten the sale and got a sticker on the board, and you know, and, but they're, they just not, don't seem to be jumping out of their chair with excitement 
for some reason, I'm not happy. So I, I take it personally, but I can only do so much. Um, and um, basically, I just ask them, you know, is there anything else I can do to make you, you know, completely satisfied for your with your purchase? So um, I'll finish this off with one more question. How can managers and dealer principals um, help you, all right, support you in your branding efforts, which ultimately helps them and I mean, it's it's a win-win, right? Oh, absolutely. Uh, we talked about it, that. It helps them in yeah. meeting their goals and objectives and volume and gross and so on yeah. and so forth. So what can management, what can ownership do to help you to continue to grow your, your brand? Um, I think if they encourage, I think encouragement. Okay, there's one. Support okay. is huge. Uh, positive compliments. It, it's, there's not enough of that. That mm-hmm. goes around. Listen, I know we're in the business world, and we're not in we're not in in public school. And good job, Johnny. You know, you wash your cup out and you put it back in the tray. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But it's like good job. You know, encouragement. I think is is a good place to start at with the support. But training, um, listening, shadowing, um, encouraging, tweaking them, but doing I it think in a certain way. Encouraging and supporting is a big deal. You know. Um, a lot of our branding efforts have to do with social media. Social media, uh, unfortunately for a lot of people, are built on vanity metrics, likes, heart emojis, all right, thumbs up, whatever, whatever it is, right? Um, views, uh, how many people viewed your video, comments, right? We, we operate on that. I think it's a great place to start for management is just keep encouraging. Hey, you know, Lori, don't worry, you know, that you know, no one liked your video. Don't, don't, don't keep going. Keep moving forward. You know, don't don't worry that only sixteen people watch your video this time versus the hundred and sixty last time. You know, just keep going. Keep pushing forward. Keep creating that content. So that's a good place. So encouragement, support. What else can they do? Um, encouragement, support, um, and I also believe um, to give them also. Uh, which we talked about was the training. The training is huge because I think that's why if people don't know what to do or how to do it, they're not going to do it. Mm -hmm. And we think as managers, they're not doing it because they they just want to be obstinate. That's not the case. Is they're afraid because they don't know what to do, but they're afraid to tell us as managers, I'm sorry, I don't understand what you want me to do. Can you explain it again, please? Remove all the excuses. Exactly. Remove all the excuses, exactly. all right? Um, encourage them to support them so that those vanity metrics are no longer an excuse, right? Just shower them with, no, just keep doing it, keep doing it, keep doing it, keep pushing, keep moving forward, right? And then, um, you know, well, I don't know how to make a video or I don't know how to create an, an Instagram story, right? Well, then educate them. Educate the crap out of them. And managers if you don't know go educate yourselves there's this little crazy thing called google all right you can go on there and say how to create an instagram story it's amazing i encourage you all to do it um but but you know educate yourself so that you can either find someone to help train and educate or educate yourself look we educate them we give them a courage we're suffocating the excuses why a salesperson can't go and create this brand yeah i mean we all try different things and listen if everything worked perfect uh, every time, uh, you know, that would be wonderful. Mm-hmm. But you need to fail. And yeah. until you find that right groove for you as an individual, whatever your brand is going to be or how you're branding yourself, you may start branding it yourself a certain way you think it you should go. Sure. And you find you're not getting the views, you're not getting the responses, you're not getting the sales. 
then you know what? Try another direction. The whole thing is just to keep moving forward. You're gonna find that niche, but if you just give up and quit right off the first time it doesn't work, then obviously you're not gonna be successful. Yeah, the you first just time you get a negative negative comment on something, that's that's when you stop. No. Oh no, absolutely. <laughs> and, and just plug away, plug away, and you're gonna find you're gonna find your groove, your niche, your brand. Your voice, your story. Yeah. Absolutely. And 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 then then it, there's no stopping you from that point. Yeah. Well, you know what? I think that's a great place for us to stop. I re- the, you know, uh, for salespeople out there, you guys, you can see the value there. Lori is literally a walking example of that, that you guys need to go out there and create and develop out your store, your brand, and your experience. Sales managers and dealer principals out there, you need to encourage, support, and educate your staff on how they can go out there and create that story, that brand, that the story and that brand and that experience. Uh, it's a win-win situation for everybody. So, hey guys, take this, uh, hope this helps. Um, how can people uh, connect with you, Lori? Where are you at, what's your what's your handles? Um, uh, my email is, uh, well actually I'll have a new one when I start at work, <laughs> but for now, uh, lorigoldman58 at gmail.com, the famous Gmail address. Uh, you can find me on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, uh, pretty well almost anywhere. As Lori Goldman. As Lori Goldman, yes. And I will be starting at St. Catherine's Mazda on Monday, right after the big storm's coming. So I'm looking forward to shoveling out some great deals. <laughs> sorry, that was that Shameless was, that, plug. That yeah, was awesome. That was, really that was so I'm perfect. Sorry. No, that's My perfect. apologies to everyone. <laughs> All right, hey, Lori, man, I really appreciate it. Thank Thanks you so much for, the for taking the time. Thanks for the invite. It's been a pleasure. Uh, it's been great. The content was awesome. Thank you.